This is the Ask a Photographer podcast, answering your photography-related questions about general photography, workflow, editing, business, and marketing. To submit a question, go to beblino.com forward slash ask. Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm from beblino.com. Today's question comes from Helen, and she's asking... After a couple of years in the business, I have saved up a small amount of money. Should I reinvest this money back into my photography business or buy new equipment to update my cameras and my computer equipment? Hey, Helen, thanks for your question. And it's great that you've saved up a little bit bit of cash. It means that uh, your business is making a profit, which is awesome. Now, what what would I do? I would actually reinvest back into the business only because I would try to maximize my profits if i'm buying new camera equipment or computers it would mean that um, i may not see the results straight away whereas if i was to say do something like advertising um, I, i could you know hopefully get a return on my money but having said that though everyone's different and you know um i I'm not too sure what your what type of equipment you have or how old your your uh, computer equipment is. So what I'll do today is just go through the things that you potentially can spend your money on, and just talk through some of the things that um, can come from that. I'll start with investing back into the business, and what I would do is is advertising, um, Google AdWords. I really like Google AdWords. The fact that I can set up ads. Um, and bid for certain keywords within my local area. And, you know, as we all know, when you want to go find something, you always jump on the Google, right? So it's one way that you can get results quite quickly, uh, or leads quite quickly, without having to do a whole heap of work. Now, having said that, though, you can't just set and forget Google Ads, or any any ads, that is, Facebook included, Um, Instagram and Pinterest and all that stuff um, you've got to keep on top of it so if you don't you can end up spending a lot a lot of money because what in effect what you're doing with say Google Ads is you're bidding for a keyword it could be like uh, New York uh, wedding photographer could be portraits New York whatever it may be right and there's obviously other photographers bidding for the same thing the more people that bid uh, the higher the uh, the cost of the um, the price um, of that keyword. I've seen um, wedding keywords go as high as uh, ten dollars or so, um, depending on the time of year. Um, a couple of years back, I noticed that, and, and obviously, I did not bid for that because um, what effect was happening is that if you uh, were successful in that bid and the customer had clicked on your link, your ad, which is in the top four spots of when you search for something. You, in effect, if you were bidding for this particular keyword, which was $10, you had to pay Google $10 just for them to come to your website. What happens if they jump straight off the website or didn't make it to your website because your website's slow? So, you know, that's just something you just need to be on top of and and have, um, I guess, all your eggs in, (laughs) your ducks in a row, I I guess I'm trying to say. So basically everything working for you. So with Google AdWords, um, I find that, it's actually quite successful in the sense that you're not having to do a whole heap of work and you know you don't have to go out and meet and greet people you can do it from the comfort of your home even on your couch you know if you have an iPad or a tablet uh, you know and you can set up your um, your accounts from there uh, which is great but you just need to keep on top of them and um, making sure that you're not 
paying too much for keywords. If the keywords are bigger than your budget, um, you know, doing a budget of say $20 a day, which you're not necessarily going to use all that budget. But I find that if I set my budgets to $20, $30 a day, over the course of the month, I'm getting, I'm spending basically about a hundred and something dollars a month, uh, which I'm giving to Google. Uh, so it's about $1,200, maybe a little bit more a year that I'm spending on ads just uh, for uh, for wedding and my portrait side of the business. These type of ads you've, will get you a client that's looking for your photography or photography in that genre that you've got there. Now, the thing is, is that you just got to be careful because the client may be only in the beginning of their searching um, for for a photographer, which when you can kind of, once you become comfortable with ads in general, you can up your game by doing retargeting. What that means is when they come to your website, you put a little bit of, uh, you put a cookie um, in their browser by putting some code on your website and that makes the browser pick up a cookie that basically follows them around the internet and when they go to websites that run ads they'll be running your ads and I find that I get a lot of my leads from these retargeted ads Um, I've tried Facebook I've tried uh, Google and I I find Google works quite well because the reach is a little bit long uh, further um, than, than Facebook so that's what I would do in regards to um, the advertising. You could also do marketing. So third-party marketing is what comes to mind. And that's like using a th- uh, another business other than your own to gain leads. So if you're um, a portrait photographer and say, for instance, you were interested in photographing kids okay, and their families. Well, you could team up with, say, a dentist. Okay, So you know, giving out vouchers to all the kids that have their braces taken off <laughs> okay and and what would happen is that you know kids at that stage really want uh, photos themselves because they're you know but as soon as they get them off they're more confident um, and they're you know a bit more um, sure of themselves and that's a great time for them to want to take photos the other thing you could try is maybe a vet you know um, families with pets take photos down at the park with their dogs that could be another avenue even a um, let's see, a children's clothing store, you know, of a particular age group, you know, it could be uh, toddlers or it could be, you know, the teens, that type of thing. And, and basically what you're doing is approaching um, the small business and, and it's ideal that you do with a small business and because it's um, usually when, when you find with it's a large organization, they're probably going to say no. But the bonus for the business is that they're giving their clients something for free. And it shows that they're giving value to them. So if they're spending a, you know, a bit of money with them, they're saying, hey, as a value customer, I'm going to give you a free portrait session. And basically what you're going to do is maybe give, give away your um, sitting free for nothing and also maybe give a free print, which you, know, you can say, um, hey, I'm giving $250 worth of value for nothing. Um, here's a free, here's a free um, portrait session. And you, know, you take their portraits and when it comes to the sales session, um, you're obviously giving them their free, free print. It could be something quite small, like a five by seven, four by six, whatever it may be. And then your job from there on is to uh, upsell them to something bigger. You know, a bigger print, canvas, albums, bigger package, whatever it may be. Um, and that's and that's how you'll actually make uh, money from there. Uh, you you will of course people that uh, you will of course get people that will take just the print and and nothing else that's fine so you're working on numbers here and um, you know I, every uh, promotion is different so don't get held up it's you know 
that uh, five people have taken the print and nothing and no one else. But you know, once you do make the money, you know, it, it, it actually will be quite substantial for you. So that's advertising and also a bit of marketing for you. The other thing is to maybe change your branding and your website. So if you've been in business for a few years, you know, up your game a little bit, a little bit of um, fresh freshness to your website. Maybe bring it up to date if it's a little bit out of date. Um, you know, you can get a new, you can get a new logo from Fiverr.com. Um, that, that works quite well. Um, also, you know, getting a new hosting provider or a new theme. So companies such as StudioPress, which have a product called StudioPress Sites, and what that is, that's a managed WordPress website. So they look after the server, they look after the backups of, of your server, they look after the security of your server, they look like, they look at the updating of your WordPress installation. So your dealing with your website is has been lowered because you're paying somebody a monthly fee to do that, which allows you to get back into the business and, and you know deal with the things that you're good at. And speaking of the things that you're good at, if you are not good at something or you just loathe, you know, you just hate doing it, hire somebody, right? Well, what about a sales session? If you know that your sales could be better because, well, you just don't like doing sales, you find that they're icky or, you know, you're just not good with people in that sense when it comes to, to, to selling something, hire somebody, hire someone and, you know, make it a performance-based thing. So the more sales they do, the more percentage they get. Um, also, maybe if you don't like um, photo editing or even some of the customer service, hire somebody to do that. You can outsource uh, the editing to someone. You can have uh, somebody come into your office and do the editing. Um, you can even get somebody to do your customer service, you know, answer emails, um, do some of the filing, that type of thing. Um, also, you know, to invest back in your business uh, by taking out people that are significance within your area of photography. So, you know, you hear wedding photographers take out the vendors. You know, they could be people that uh, help them get new clients, like that own uh, the um, the establishments where people get married. So, um, it could be a, a venue, a wedding venue. Um, also, taking out people that uh, I don't know, um, that's people like celebrants or um, other photographers, and you know, you learn from from these people, and, and you know, taking them out for coffee, it, it's not going to cost you a lot, even if they get something to eat. You know, twenty dollars, thirty dollars. It's it's not a not a big investment. You know, you learn about about them. They also learn about you. So um, they'll be more um, wanting. They'll actually want to actually um, refer you to people. Also, if you build connections with other photographers, they could potentially give you jobs when well when they're busy. Um, also, you could learn about um, the business side from other photographers. You know, you know, talking about what works for you or what doesn't work and. It's a great way of networking and just building these relationships. And, you know, it's it's interesting where I've received business over the years. I've told people that I'm a photographer, but some of the people that have hired me for the types of photography I didn't actually think of uh, doing, things like uh, real estate photography or even headshots. And they're all type of photography that I'm starting to pursue now in the slower months, which have worked you know, a little bit of extra cash flow is not a bad thing. So that's um, something to think about. Now, in regards to equipment, so I mentioned before that I would invest into the business, okay? Um, that's a given because I want to get something back. But there is a time and place that I think investing in your equipment will benefit you. Uh, a little while ago, I um, used to use a camera that as soon as I hit the 1600 ISO mark, it was 
just really grainy. And I found that if I was to crop a little bit into the photo uh, when I was post-processing, it just looked garbage. And it's um, for one thing, it, it lowered my confidence with, with my camera equipment, which meant that I didn't feel confident as to where I was going to photograph. And I always wanted to be taking photos in a, in a more uh, brightly lit um, area. Um, which is not a bad thing, but it's just more the fact that I, I wasn't being creative enough, um, is what I'm trying to say. So it's very bland in the ways I was taking photos because I, I just used my camera in a certain way because I knew it was a safe photo and I'd get the quality that I wanted. And so when I upgraded, because I didn't upgrade my camera straight away, I waited a couple of models, but when I did, difference was was huge um, the difference in, in in photo quality I could go to a higher ISO and therefore push um, some of the f- photos that um, I was trying to take you know experiment a little bit better and and, the, and my clients were happy with the photos too because you know they they saw that uh, I was taking the type of photos were a bit more um, uh, not edgy but you know a little bit more different than what I was before and therefore they were getting a, a different set of photos to what they were used to which uh, which worked really well in my favor. Now, you know, upgrading your camera just because something comes out, I find that camera manufacturers, and as you know, right, these manufacturers want to make money. So they release products on a regular timeline. And just because they release a product doesn't necessarily mean that you should buy it. Sometimes the difference between features is very minimal. So therefore, waiting one or two models is probably more benefit to you and, you know, by then, the camera um, technology would have increased enough that uh, you'll you'll see the bigger uh, benefits for your business. You know, getting new uh, lenses is is sometimes a good thing because the type of lenses that you use could may may have served you well a few years back, but as you've progressed with your photography and maybe photographing in different conditions, there may be better lenses for that. So if you're doing more night or more photography that's lower in in, in, in poorly lit areas instead of using flash then you know having something that's like a prime lens it's like a 1.4 or 1.2 or 2.8 you know if you haven't got those lenses already could be a, a, a good investment for you because therefore you'll be taking uh, or taking you know more keepers um, at the end of the at the end of the day so you can process them and also processing of the photos would be better because there'll be less grain and and you feel more confident in in your ability will it make you a better photographer eh, not really but it will help you along the way and, and and give you that confidence to maybe try new things and therefore that's how you'll become a better photographer because you're trying new things the other thing would be to actually buy new equipment that you may have not had before and as i alluded to a little bit before um you know when clients were asking me to do different type of photography i was normally used to things like headshots you know, getting an uh, external flash, just one flash, softbox, and a background. And that gave me extra revenue, uh, which was excellent. It gave me uh, different things to think about, about my photography. Um, and when there was a, the, the, the quiet times, um, so, you know, the cooler months, I could uh, promote that side of my business and to, to get uh, more clients and uh, more money. Now, lastly, in regards to your computers, the last thing we want to be doing is spending hours and hours and hours processing our photos when we could do it in half the time or even quarter of the time because of our slow computers. I had a five-year-old computer that, that I was using with Lightroom and I just loathed using Lightroom because it was a pain in the butt. It was really painful. It got to the point where I just went back to Photoshop and exclusively. And yeah, you know, it wasn't as, um, as quick because, you know, I couldn't um, apply 
all these different presets and and even though I had actions I just I found the automation in Photoshop to be a little bit clunky now when I upgrade my computer um, a few things happened one I upgraded my computer and it meant that I was not stuck on USB 1 um, I could actually use USB 3 and therefore I had a newer card reader which downloaded my photos a lot faster than like you know 32 gigs of raw files in like you know 10 minutes if that then importing of the files from 40 minutes to like 15 minutes it was just you know all this stuff that I would spend all this time that I spent trying to process and, and wait for my computer it just drove me nuts and now that I could actually ingest the photos into Lightroom or add them to, in, into Lightroom and edit the photos at the same time and have very minimal uh, degradation in, um, in performance on my computer is beautiful because I my workflow has literally almost halved by doing so that and of course an efficient workflow um, had had um, had really really worked wonders for the whole process and I enjoyed editing again it was really really good now here's one thing that's probably very very important we just talked about upgrading the computer because of productivity one thing you should upgrade is your backup system if you have a backup system that is non-existent or is failing you or is almost out of date because um, you've neglected it you should stop everything else and spend money on that first so a simple backup system would be having a copy on your on your computer then having an external hard drive that has the same then you have a third copy either in the cloud so things like Dropbox Google Drive Microsoft uh, OneDrive you know they're free but also you if you want to add more photos uh, pass you uh, pass that uh, threshold you pay that's fine um, that's one way because it's in the cloud it's off-site if you don't want to have anything in the cloud then get another external hard drive which is a copy of the desktop and you take it to somewhere that's off-site it's not in the same piece of land that your um, desktop or laptop computer is so you're left with three copies you've got one for your your computer one is an external hard drive that you you know you keep somewhere within the house and then a third one which is somewhere else could be friend's place could be another office could be safe deposit box you know i'll leave that up to you but you need to have backup uh, as a professional and you know that's definitely one place that i would be spending my money if if um, i didn't have a proper backup system so there you go helen there's some things to think about. Hope some things jump out at you and, you know, you can um, uh, consider for your business. Thanks for your question and I hope that helps you. If you have a question that you'd like featured on the show, go to biblino.com forward slash ask to submit your question. I'd love to hear what you think of the show by going to iTunes or Stitcher and giving me a review and a rating. And don't forget to subscribe so you get notifications of new episodes. Thanks for listening. Until next time, get out and take more photos. Oh look, it's a cat in front of a sunset.